Recently, I came across these letters that I had written several years ago when I was at a low point. The reasons for that low point are not that important. The purpose of those letters was a cry for help, and one that only I could answer. It was clearly important to me at the time to put down on paper how I was feeling. When I found those letters recently, years later, I admit I was too ashamed to even read through them. I'm glad I did though, because here is what I learned. We gotta feel the feelings. We've gotta go through them to get over them in order to heal from them. So give a listen to where it started and how I got to the work in progress that I am today. Engaging in thoughtful conversation with people who are dynamic affords me the opportunity to learn from others. As global citizens, we want to be open to varying viewpoints and respectfully relate to one another in all areas. But when it's just the board of me, myself, and I, you know those conversations you have in your head that you don't want to admit to, even to yourself. Hi, I'm Suze, and my superpower is saying stuff out loud so that more of us feel less alone. So buckle up. Hi, welcome to Schmooze with Suze. I'm Susie. And um, I want to talk a little bit today about a low point. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but at some point a couple years ago, it might have even been during COVID, um, I had a really low point. And that low point... I, I, a lot of it would write letters to God, like literally here, dear God, I woke up a mess. This is the third or fourth or 10th night of no slash poor sleep. All I can focus on is that I made a mess of the kids day shouting, criticizing because they were in my bed and I was a mess. I, the adult took it out on them and now I'm on a loop. Stop. I didn't say Moda'ani with them. That's the real takeaway. I was something to have this mess morning so we never forget to start with thanking God. I was made to have this mess morning so we never forget to start with thanking God to change my intention for the day. This will remind me, the adult, not to ruin their day. I am thankful. They will be thankful. We won't be mad or unsettled. Good talk. XOXO Susie. I'm going to take a picture. I'm actually going to post this because this is the realest real that I could tell you happened to me. Okay? So what I mean by that is that um, I keep this evil eye here like this for protection. If you're, if you're superstitious like me, right? Jewish people... Italian people, Greek people, Middle Eastern people, Muslim people, we all kind of keep these hands of God and the evil eye kind of around us. And I'm wearing my red bracelets, you know, all these protections around us to kind of help us um, be our best selves or to remind us to really to keep the evil spirits away. So I'm going to reframe it. and I'm going to say it's not necessarily to keep the evil spirits away. It's really more to inspire me to reframe for the positive, to 
to, to bring in the good energy, the good juju. So this letter, right, I actually found it the other day and it started, dear God, I woke up a mess. This is the third or fourth night and it goes on to, I was a mess. I, the adult, took it out on them. And now I'm on a loop. And I think now I remember this loop, but I couldn't bring myself to read the rest of this. I was so shameful when I found this letter and I read it to myself that I couldn't finish it. But I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to share it. Because as moms, that's one of those moments that we have. Deep shame for when we take it out on our kids. Now, I've heard it said, they made me. No, They didn't make you. Nobody makes you do anything. We all have, unless you have some kind of um, condition, there are people with impulse control conditions, and I will definitely, definitely give you that opportunity to get that work done, right? You know you're dealing with people, you have children, let's say, then you are medicated or you are using your toolboxes and you're doing your breathing techniques and you're, you're in therapy and you're actively controlling yourself. That's your responsibility because you're the parent, you're the, the grown-up in the situation. So um, I just want to share that I was too ashamed to continue reading it. But then when I looked down, I was proud of myself that in the darkest time I had a takeaway. And my takeaway really was I didn't say Moda'ani with them. I didn't start my day by thanking my creator for giving me my soul back. And at the very end, it says, and having faith in me. So tremendous is emunatecha, your God's faith in us. Now, I'm not saying this from a religious standpoint of my religion or your religion. I'm just saying that every morning I wake up and I say to myself and I say to my children, there is a higher power that I am holding responsible for the big picture plan. If I use my moral compass properly and I use my guiding values appropriately, then I trust things will work out as they should, right? But more importantly, if he has faith in me, I should have faith in me, right? Even when I don't have faith in myself, that first reminder of the day tells me that I should because something does have faith in me. And I got to remember that. So this takeaway is really important. Um, Here's another winner from that time period. Holy chutzpah. Now, these are real. These are real, right? I didn't have the wherewithal to be writing in journals for me to burn, like I've talked about. Um, This was real, 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 like, Sharpie on, um, like, a Dollar Tree pad. Holy chutzpah, it's titled. God, please let me ask for the help I need. Please help me to be the best person I can be. Please help me feel your love and support so I can work through this. Show me the way to work through fear and trauma. Please protect my children from this. Let them feel safe, loved, nurtured, and protected. Susie, imagine I'm signing my letters to God. I'm signing, I signed them. Right? Last one was good talk, XOXO Susie. Here's another one. Dear God, 
These are all real. These are real letters I wrote from my bed where I couldn't crawl out of for weeks. And it ended up that um, uh, shortly after that, I actually went to see my my physician. And um, she changed some of my prescriptions, right? Because I, I was taking Lexapro from the time that I gave birth to my second child. I had some postpartum depression, and so they gave me 10 milligrams of Lexapro. And then over the years, you know, it in, you you need to be changed, right? If that's what's going on in your life, things changed. And the circumstances changed. And, you know, there were other extenuating circumstances, but I had to take responsibility for myself. I had to go to my doctor. I had to get a referral to a psychiatrist to write me the appropriate medication, to do the testing to make sure that it wasn't a condition, Right? I wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that was a medical condition. This is something that's important, not just so I can take care of myself, but as a parent. If there are pre-existing conditions, you want to be able to watch out for them. If bipolar runs in your family, if ADHD runs in your family, and you know these things, you can proactively do early intervention and get your children the help they need. Think about it. Ask friends. And so many of my friends have told me, I wish my parents would have gotten me medicated as a child. I think of all the opportunities that I never got to do because I couldn't focus. And maybe it was their shame at having a child who just couldn't sit still, right? My grandmother used to say, like, no zits flesh. You have no, you have ants in your pants, right? And maybe it's a version of ADD. I don't know. But the point is that until we can address those things and say, okay, let me get myself checked. Let me see that this is a sad time that I'm dealing with. And this is not an actual true medical condition that requires medication. Because if it is, just like diabetes requires insulin, you take your medication. I don't want to hear about stigma attached to mental illness. If you need to talk about that, then there is a fantastic organization called Stronger Than Stigma. The uh, founder is Gabs Magid, Gabrielle Magid, and she is tremendous. And Stronger Than Stigma addresses a lot of those things that I wish people would have talked about, you know, the anxiety. Um, And so here's another one. Real stuff. This is my real stuff. I, You know, all authentic, all real, all cringy. I told you that cringy word is like a favorite of mine. Dear God, please quell these feelings of fear, anxiety, failure, shame, hopelessness, and despair that I am feeling. I have tried to do the best in sanctifying your name. Even though I may have failed, I need to be able to be brave, steadfast, and accountable for my thoughts feelings and actions and I can't when I feel this way please send me strength clarity peace and joy let me feel awe in you again Susie so here's something I want to share right this is very telling I remember calling my sister uh, my youngest sister she's 13 years younger than me and she is much more observant um she has always been a spiritual and religious learner. I have a strong background from childhood. I have a strong background from my college years. I minored in Judaic studies, sorry, in religious studies. Um, and 
I, I enjoy the discussion about religion, but to me, it's not about religion and the actual faith. It's about God, right? It's about the bigger picture. There's a, there's a higher power. And it doesn't matter what Judeo, Christian, Muslim, Baptist, Buddhist, Hindu um, religion that you're practicing. The point is this. The point is that when I had no faith and I had no purpose, I was in my lowest place. And I correlate it with not having gratitude. When we don't have gratitude, then we don't have a purpose. And when we don't have a purpose, life is filled with despair. So when I look at these letters to God, right? Dear God, Moza'ani, thank you for allowing me to wake up feeling less unsettled than the days before. It's a start. I would be so grateful if today presents itself in a way I can conquer one step at a time. Susie. This is very real, right? I, I went through a lot of stuff. And I'm looking at this transition in writing in Sharpie, right? And it's not perfect. It's not penmanship award worthy. But I see there's also no cross outs. Right? Isn't that weird? Even in my journals, I remember I'd cross things out. Like, imagine why do you need to cross shit out when you're writing in your diary? It's your thoughts. Even your mistakes are your thoughts. Why would you cross it out? You know that you didn't mean to write like A H and then like continue that. But I digress again. What I'm saying is that, dear God, I woke up a mess. God, please let me ask for the help I need. Dear God, please quell these feelings of fear, anxiety, failure. Dear God, thank you for allowing me to make up feeling less unsettled, right? It's that transition. It's addressing those things one at a time. I had to name the feelings, anxiety, failure, shame, hopelessness, despair. Now, since then, I've worked on that, and um, I, I try to work on it every day. Right? I told you, my marketing friend, she asks me, like, what makes you able to talk about this? What makes you an expert? I'm not an expert. I am, like Cy Sims used to say, an informed consumer is our best customer. I'm an informed smartass. I try to do the work and sift through the profound and the dreck, Yiddish for crap, so that you don't have to. I go through the things. I see the specialists. I talk to them. I will try to bring them on right, for you to share. So that you don't have to feel like you're alone in this. Because none of us are unicorns. None of us are alone in this. So, I um, am very grateful for you to, you know, for continuing to join me on this journey of self-discovery. And, you know, to try to deep dive and be inspired. And as always, if you want to reach out and ask me any questions, I try to always remain an open book because my mom used to say that the women of her generation kept a lot of secrets, right? Nobody talks about what they had done. Nobody ever, oh, mysteriously, everybody stayed 50 forever. My mother is now the, her age and she's still her age. She, nobody talks about it. It's like, I, I don't know, it was magic. Me, I film my injectables because I want everyone to know that this is not like a natural aspirational, there's no filters. I am unfiltered. Like even this producer guy, he's like, you know, don't you want it? No, 
No, there's no filters. I don't need a glamour shot picture of me. This is me unfiltered, all of it, my mouth, my face. Um, but I am injected. I am injected. And um, so that's why I share this stuff. Um, so I want to thank you again for catching up with Schmooze with Suze. And I want to thank you again for listening. World-renowned psychologist and Auschwitz survivor, Dr. Edith Eager teaches, you have to feel it to heal it. So whatever your mishigas is, that's Yiddish for stuff, remember, be happy, be kind, and always do your best. Mm-hmm.